This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Finding Your Bliss with host Judy Liebrach, heard every Saturday at 1 p.m. on Zoomer Radio. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Finding Your Bliss, the show that helps you find and follow your bliss. I'm Judy Liebrach, and today we have a show devoted to Back to School 2023. Back to School always reminds me of freshly sharpened pencils and backpacks and a brand new back to school outfit. And even though the new school year always brings a feeling of excitement and anticipation, the start of a school year can also mean some anxiety, a little stress and worry, whether a child is going into kindergarten elementary school, middle school, high school, or that first day of college or university. And we as parents and grandparents can help ease that transition after the long summer break to support kids during these school year adjustments. And here today to help ease that transition, we're so delighted to have parenting expert extraordinaire Allison Schaefer back on the program who will really talk about everything from creating daily routines to lunch ideas, separation anxiety, how to establish connections between parents and programs, along with some great advice and some positive parenting tips. But before we go, I just want to say also on the program, we have a wonderful back-to-school giveaway coming up, so stay tuned for that at the end of the show. And I'm so excited as well later on to introduce you to a life coaching client of mine, who I've known for many years, think very highly of, and I'm so proud to share how she found her bliss. And she really did this by combining all of her talents and spearheading an incredible campaign as VP of marketing for an awesome new product called Smart Bottle, your reusable bottle for life. That's coming up later on the show and our exciting giveaway too. But first, let me tell you a little bit more about our first guest, Alison Schaefer. Alison is a family counselor and one of Canada's most recognized parenting experts. She is the resident expert on many national TV and radio shows, as well as hosting her own TV show, The Parenting Show, and the podcast, Parenting the Adlerian Way. She has three best-selling parenting books with HarperCollins Canada, Breaking the Good Mom Myth, Honey, I Wrecked the Kids, I love that one, and Ain't Misbehavin'. Allison has spoken on stages all over the globe, including Bulgaria, Uruguay, Belgium, Switzerland, and many more. Besides conducting workplace wellness seminars and parenting classes, Allison also trains counselors and teachers with brands such as Dove, Facebook, Earth Rangers, Huggies, and Labatt's have all hired Allison as a consultant or spokesperson for their marketing programs that involve family products. Allison also helped establish two nursery schools and works closely with elementary school boards in her region. She leads an active online community for parents of teens and tweens with a mission to raise the next generation of global leaders committed to social equality, inclusion, diversity, and democracy. Allison Schaefer, always a delight. Welcome back to Finding Your Bliss. So great to have you here and happy belated birthday. Oh, thank you, Judy. So good to be back. Thank you for having me on. Always so wonderful. And you're, and you're such a wealth of information. And I wanted just to start, as mentioned off the top, Allison, for families and students of every age, there's a big transition that takes place from the summer to the fall. We have to shift gears from summer's more relaxed pace and kick into that higher gear as we schedule all of the multifarious school year routines and demands. 
And you say routines rule, creating them, enforcing them, which is the hardest part for parents. Can you say more? Absolutely. Yeah, I always thought of September as sort of like New Year's for me. My mother was a teacher and because I was a mom and I would put my kids in school, I think of September as being just as much of a New Year's as January 1st. It it really is a big shift. And part of that is because it's nice that we let go of some of the rigidity and the pressures of the school year for the summer. That's a lovely part of the summer. But it does mean that we need to get back into what becomes a predictable routine or the daily habits that carry us through. And um, there's so many books that have been written now, tiny habits, like this word habit is a real buzzword. And it's important for parents to understand it's because those are the behaviors and the patterns that really become automated that make us feel safe and secure. Mm-hmm. You know, that we we are creatures of habits, that we want life to be predictable. Yes. We don't like not knowing what's going to happen next. So when we can get into the rhythm, things that we would normally have to spend brain power processing actually become habituated and we don't have to waste so much time with them. They just kind of run on an autopilot kind of a scenario. Mm-hmm. And so this is this becomes a soothing, comforting kind of a thing. And because kids want to do right, do well, do what's expected, be successful socially, they really like this. And yes. I, I, I really saw this for the first time when I was a nursery school teacher, where kids would come in and you say, hang up your backpack, put your coat in the cubby, pick a puzzle, go to the puzzle table. Now <laughs> it's circle time. Now we put the little you know scarf on the weather bear. Yes. And when they predict how the day was going to progress, they knew what was expected of them. They knew how quickly the next activity was going to come. They knew that snack time would follow so that they could anticipate. And it's, it's very calming. It gives a sense of security in a topsy-turvy world, which we've really been through with the, with the pandemic. So I would say for those parents who have a are kind of phobic around, oh, it's too much structure. You can deviate from the structure. I'm not saying you have to be a drill sergeant, but Mm -hmm. it's a lot better to have a predictable schedule and deviate from it than to have none at all. Absolutely. Um, So I would say start in September by sitting down with your family and speak to your kids with your kids. Doesn't, you know, even when they're just verbal at two or three, they can have a little bit of a voice and saying, let's let's figure out what the day is going to look like. And then really, instead of keeping it in your head, because the kids have to follow this schedule, write it out. Even they might not be able to read, but you can do it in picture format. You can still have a little picture of a cereal bowl with a spoon. You can still have a picture of a set of pajamas or a toothbrush and sort of lay it out and kind of point along the way. You know, we've got, you know, an agreement of what we need to do and how it's supposed to move along. And that alone as a task just getting that morning routine out the door for back to school started, that might take parents just to set expectations. That could take from the beginning of the school year, last couple of weeks of August, almost right up until like November. Mm-hmm. So, so I think parents get, they stop too soon or they get disappointed too soon. Right. You're going to spend the fall establishing your morning and your evening and your bedtime right. routines. Right. So that's your work. Cut that's out for so you. brilliant. That's so brilliant. I think it might even be important for parents to do this, right? Because you want the parent to be set up and not frazzled. So they have to almost start a little bit earlier, get up half an hour earlier and have their morning coffee and maybe that moment of peace before, you know, the crazy lunches and, and getting all the kids together and then extracurricular activities that we're going to talk about come up. 
they're sort of grounded as well. Cause if they're grounded, they're steering the ship. Am I right? Like totally. I would think it's so cool. I love that you deal with all the ages. So let's go by age group, starting off with yeah. kids going to school or daycare for the first time. You have some excellent suggestions on how to prepare them. What is the best way to help that kid going to nursery school or daycare for the first time to give them a healthy first start? Your attitude. I know that it is very nerve wracking to drop your kid off with a new caregiver in a new situation, but they will pick up on your anxiety. So you got to fake it till you make it. Do your due diligence, pick a good school where you know you feel safe dropping your kid off. And then you have to be a cheerleader. You got this. You're going to do it. You're going to love it and really get them excited about the school year. There's great books about first day of school and how to be brave and all the fun you're going to have. You can tour around the playground, but you really, you want to kind of talk it up. And then Judy, this is so important. And again, I'm, I'm both a you know family counselor, but also a teacher who worked on the other side of the, yes, of the door. Yes. The best thing that you can do is what we call a happy, snappy goodbye. People can go to my website, alisonshafer.com, and they can download the script for the happy, snappy goodbye. <laughs> the idea is it's like ripping a Band-Aid off. Yes. If you think that you're going to stay until your child is emotionally settled, they're going to prolong their distress. The longer you're you're there, the longer they'll stay distressed. So I would suggest the opposite. You want to talk to the teacher, look the teacher in the eye and say, hi, I need a little help getting this grip on off me, but I'm sure they're going to have a really good time. <laughs> the cling on off you. I, say, mm, I, will, I will see you at the time. You're going to have a great day. And then uh-huh. get out of there because yes. kids don't start to emotionally regulate until you're gone. Yes. So faster is better. Yes, I, lo- I love, I I remember that tip as one of the best tips because we've all seen the mother and I'm sure I was one of them once who did the long drawn out goodbye. No, it doesn't benefit anyone, especially no. your child. And so it, it, it's not a good thing. That's amazing. And, and I also like your suggestions about touring the playground and or the building yes. before school starts, like getting them some familiarity or yeah. you even say, Things like doing a dress rehearsal or just some visualization of what they can expect, what they're actually going to, which is so smart. Yeah, because I think we forget that often parents hold all the information. We went to the school and we toured it. We talked to the teacher. Yes. We know what they're getting into and we forget that they don't yet. And in this day and age of, you know, YouTube and Google Maps and, <laughs> you know, anything that you can do to let them have like a, a, a sort of dry run so that they yes. can anticipate what they're going into, that's going to give them some time. And I, I wouldn't, you know, you don't want to be talking about it all summer, but as they lead up to the days, they can start getting psychologically prepared themselves. And maybe even excited. And then, and then that's a way to turn that anticipatory anxiety into actual excitement. It's just a small yeah. tweak, right? Same physiological feeling, but you can tweak it just with your positive attitude and with some help with a little bit of that dress rehearsal. Uh, yeah, I also want to know... We're all nervous when we do something of new. Of course, of course. Especially during COVID, during the pandemic, when they didn't have that experience even. So they right. really don't know how to do all that stuff that they're going to be doing maybe for the first time. For elementary and middle school kids who've been used to staying up later during the summer, you suggest adjusting bedtime and wake-up time routines for the week before. You suggest getting them used to alarm clocks, to practice with an alarm clock, maybe for the first time. What are some cool tips on how to achieve this? 
Yeah. I mean, we have to come at it kind of positively saying, you know, you are growing up. You can really manage getting yourself up in the morning. But we've been staying up late because it's uh, the summer and and that's the exciting thing of straying from our, our routines. You can really only change a sleep schedule by tackling the wake-up time. That's your best strategy. Yes. The body clock and the circadian rhythms and all the science behind that. So you got to start waking kids up early, even though you're still on summer holiday. But I would get that alarm clock, get them excited about the alarm clock and let them know you're going to be looking after yourself in the morning. You're, you know, so let's start practicing, setting it, how it works, how it functions, getting yourself up. Kids learn from what you do. Yes. And Okay, this is a a superficial little side note, but everyone loves their back-to-school outfit. Any suggestions about back-to-school shopping so it doesn't get out of hand, but it's something that they can look forward to? Yeah, I would say first off, like you you don't have to have the whole darn wardrobe figured out for the first day, for Monday. You need to have Monday's outfit figured for Monday. (laughs) Um, But, you know, uh, (laughs) take the pressure off. If you got to refresh the wardrobe, there's going to be multiple trips to the mall. My uh, cautionary tale to parents is you don't want to be that parent that's sitting in American Eagle and the kid comes out and they want the $200 jacket and you're like, I'm not spending that much. (laughs) I think you're better to proactively write up a bit of an an allowance and, and go through the clothes. And there's some things that you could probably get another year out of. And there's separating needs from wants where you can say, look, I'm quite happy to buy you a pair of jeans, but not all jeans have to cost $200. That's out of my snack bracket. Mm -hmm. So if you want to pitch in, you know, the other portion, then that's fine, but start to work with the clothing budget. And, um, a lot of kids like to go shopping with their friends anyways. They only want you for your credit card. Let's put it that way. But if you make a budget in advance and you e-transfer money to them and you say, uh, looks like you've got an idea of how many tops, how many you know running shoes, how many whatever, I would just try to give a little bit more independence yes. and just know that you don't have to fight about it. If you've capped what the budget is, you're, mm-hmm. you're not going to get into a big war. Smart. Very, very wise. And the same thing with school supplies, right? Like you you don't buy everything. You buy the necessities, the things that you know you're going to need. But every teacher has their own requests and their own needs for the classroom. So I would definitely wait until you hear from the teachers. And one of the ideas that I like is this is a good opportunity, again, to teach your kids about how to balance a budget. Get a gift card. You know, just sort of say plus or minus, this is what school supply should probably cost. And then they can figure out, well, if I want that really funky, new, cool roots pencil case, then maybe I'm going to have to sacrifice the half sharpened crayons because they're going (laughs) to want everything new. You know, kids, they don't want And I would also say my mother was an art teacher, so I always had art supplies in my house. So as a mother growing up, I bought a lot of stuff to keep in a cabinet because you know, at 11 o'clock at night, they're going to say, Oh, I need my project. project. (laughs) Ah, Bristol boards. (laughs) Bristol boards was always my thing. Shoppers at 11 o'clock at night. What do you mean you have a project due at nine tomorrow at 11 o'clock? Right. (laughs) Blue tape, sprinkle foam letters, Bristol board, like, you know, buy a bunch of that stuff in September. It'll save you a lot of hassles. <laughs> it's true. It's such a great, great suggestion. Some kids are getting their first cell phone age 10 to 13. You say for the middle first school. time, middle school, what are some guidelines on how to navigate that? Yeah. You know, a lot of it, it comes from not the kids begging us for a phone, but it's because we want to stay in touch with them because they now have newfound independence and we want yes. them to text us when they're at their friend's house and when they're traveling <laughs> on transit, you know, yes, yes. So just know we're part of this too, but right. you can't just give them a phone and think that that's the end of the day. It's a tremendous responsibility to give a kid a cell phone. So I would definitely say, 
download a template for a cell phone agreement between parent and child, because those agreements, you can deviate from the template, but it'll give you ideas of what you should be talking about. Mm -hmm. Things like data charges and what websites are okay and who has access to contents and what are all your uh, passwords. And it'll kind of walk you through what you should know. Um, so it's, it's, it's just like gives you just a, a, a bit of sculpting for what mm -hmm. needs to be conversed. And then you've got something you can go back. And again, you can tweak it. These things aren't etched in stone, but it's a good starting place for saying you have responsibility. And are you willing to follow these guidelines? Can we set this up together and, and make sure that those conversations happen? Um, and you've got to know that if you're giving your kid a phone, it means you are now signing up for supervision, due diligence, emotional support, it's a lot. It's a it lot. Is, and if you're not is. ready for it, parents, then hold off a year and just say, I'm not ready for you to have one. If, yes, if you think yes. the streets are scary, having a cell phone is, is <laughs> worse. We what don't about, need to rush it. What about the find a friend app? Do you, do you encourage parents to use that where you can actually make sure that your child is where they need to be when they're supposed to be there? What are your thoughts well, on that? I hate the surveillance stuff. I, yeah. I, 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 re I really do. I mean, I know it's got its pros and its cons, but there's as many times where kids don't want to be fine. They disenable it or they leave their backpack by the tree and then they go to someone <laughs> else's house and then you think they're still, they missed the bus. People panic over these things. Yes. You know, I, I'd rather train my kid to actually just be smart on their phones and, or sorry, pardon me, street smart, yes. um, conduct themselves well and not be overly reliant on, yes. you know, being tethered to a device to know if my kid's okay. Do you believe, and especially when kids out of town at a college or university that you say, especially if it's in another town or in another country that you say, I don't need a whole big, long conversation, but text me when you get back home at night. Do you believe that? How old? Basically, no is my 23. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Oh, dear. We've got to talk. We've got to talk after no. the show. I need help. I need help. <laughs> I, mean, I, I find it. I do find this is I do find it interesting. If my kids, my kids are now 28. Oh, my God. They're 29 and 30, 30 in February. But if my kids are with me at my house and they leave, I'll say, text me when you get home. <laughs> Yes. But they drive, they go to work every day, they go to friends every day, they go to other people's cottages. I never ask them to text me when they go from A to B when I don't know what they're oh, doing. Wow. But there's something about <laughs> sending your guests out into the world that you want to know that they got to the other end. But no, I don't ask them for their whereabouts. I, 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 I need to have a further discussion with you. A quick thing about high school so much to say here, a lot of anxiety when it comes to switching schools, especially going to grade nine when you might be leaving an old friend group. Best advice here just briefly on how to ease that transition. Just know that there's, you know, at that age, developmentally, they are so keen to know that they are accepted by their peers. That's mm -hmm. really what they're worried about. So I would just normalize. Look at everybody's going in new. All the all the feeder schools got broken up and shaken up. And, and so you're not alone in this feeling. So I would absolutely normalize that. And then I would make sure... Help them use the skills to make friends right away, to speak up, to say, you know, hey, how are you? You know, people are looking all hesitant and worried. No one wants to say the first word, but it doesn't take a whole lot to actually say, how was your summer and what courses are you taking and where's your locker? If they can just show a little bit of interest in someone else, yes. other people are desperate for connection too. And remind them of all the other times they've had to switch up friend groups. They had to find a new cabinet camp. They had to start a new part-time job in the summer or anytime they had to like 
go in new and afresh, remind them. It was awkward in the beginning, but you made friends. You're a likable person. There's no reason to believe you won't be this. You can totally do this. Extracurricular activities. And I love when you wrote, uh, Allison, that one kid's sport affects the whole family. So when you have a select hockey player or a musical theater or budding ballet star, you really have to balance out how you're going to accommodate everyone. Any suggestions, parents? Because that's that's a lot when you've got one kid playing hockey four days a week and a daughter at the National Ballet School three days a week. I remember this. You know, any thoughts on that? Yeah, you know, it's it's a commitment of everybody's time. Yes. And so again, this goes back to having family meetings and talking about having balance. And that most of us overschedule our kids and overschedule our families, and then we're all kind of fried. Mm -hmm. And so just prioritizing and figuring out how we're all going to shoulder some of the load. Shouldering some of the load might be carpool. Some I've seen in dance where some of the mums rotate and they all take a potluck, you know, crock pot into the studio so they don't have to try to feed their kids and they want a healthy meal and they're not going to be able to do that through a drive-through. So just get creative, lean on the tribe. Um, yes. see whether or not there's other people who can watch your kids. If you got to take one-to-one practice, uh, you know, can grandma FaceTime and help do homework with one of the other kids? Yes. Lean on other people. You're not going to do this alone. And don't, don't overschedule. Get creative. What is a good bedtime for a high school student? Because a good eight night's o'clock. sleep. Eight o'clock? <laughs> <laughs> like, is every, obviously every kid is different, but is there a sort of a general rule of thumb when it comes to, you know, look, you need your sleep. You're a growing kid. You got a lot going on. Bedtime is. Yeah, I would say that most parents and students alike have no idea how important sleep is. All the things that happen in the sleep phase that can't happen in the waking hours. If they knew, they would be shocked. So I would get more education about sleep and the importance of it. But the teens also have a circadian rhythm that shifts. So they don't want to go to sleep early. I know. They really don't. It's really unfair. So when they're like, they're not tired, they really are not tired. If we started our school start times at 11 a.m. like some of the experimental schools, this would not be a problem. But we have not evolved to keep up with teen circadian rhythms. It's so sad. But I would basically go to a website, look up how much sleep a teen needs by year, and then do a work back schedule from what time they have to get up. Because some kids have to get the bus at six in the morning at some of these schools. Some people don't have to get up till 830. So I would do a work back schedule and then start talking about what would be a good wind down routine because you can't just be like, go, 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 homework, social media, TV, you know, come home from a hockey practice where you have ice time at 11 o'clock at night and think that you're just going to like shower and go to sleep. You need a wind down routine. So work with them work with them to value that it's important and something that they should invest in. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Going off to college university for the first time is a huge endeavor. You helped me through this. So I can't believe here we are. And, uh, and you talk about just so many great tips. You have to go on Alison Shaver's website because she talks about uh, making the dorm room special, maybe spending a little extra to decorate that college dorms to make it feel homey and cozy and with artwork and posters and plants and, and all that stuff. Bottom line, going away to university, best positive parenting tip to encourage your kid and to empower your kid to feel confident that they can do it. Yeah. My number one thing is get the pressure off. I don't think parents know how much pressure quietly kids feel to succeed because you've paid for them to go. Right. And most kids have a terrible time the first year. 
And a lot of kids drop out of programs and they have to like switch to a different university or switch to a different faculty or, and I just want them to know it's just a big blustery, confusing year. Mm -hmm. And, and then if you just link arms with your parents and your friends, you'll make it, you'll, you'll land on your feet, you'll figure it out. And it doesn't determine your entire life. Make mm-hmm. sure they have access to the resources on campus for mental health support, for academic counselors, for the gym, so they keep up their basic health and well-being. Mm-hmm. Check in on them regularly so they know you're only a phone call away. Mm-hmm. And you're right. I, you know, I was just at a dorm this weekend that was not decorated because I was just, you know, taking <laughs> an, an off-site course. But they're very cold and sterile. You mm-hmm. really do. You know, they're used to coming from home where everyone's looking after them. And then they kind of go to something that looks a little bit like a prison cell. Not going to yes. lie. But the, yes. the painted bricks. Bad and, desk, windows, sometimes no window. I know. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I would definitely try to make that homey. And uh, But I also would say, I would try not to have them run home at the first panic moment. A lot of them want to drop out on week two and I can't do it and I can't make it. And if you can push through to week three or Thanksgiving, they will make friends. And then they'll be, they're like, oh, I met a girl and she's so cute. (laughs) They will settle down. So don't let them flee home immediately. Yes. talking to them. But yeah, don't give them a quick, easy exit strategy. That's so great. We're talking so much about the students, very briefly, anxiety for the parents. How can parents stay connected to the school, to the teachers, whether it's in person or virtually, as we've all been used to the last couple of years, and just ease their transition? Because it's hard for parents, too, to do all of this. Yeah, I mean, just having a, a, a face or a name to go with a student shows that you're loving and caring and available. But mostly you want to make sure that you're putting it forward as like we're all allies, that the student is the one that we're most interested in. A lot of times we can make a first impression that makes it sound like, you know, ah, well, we asked by the other teacher, but we got you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You know, we we really want to say we want it to be a good year and we're really excited about the year ahead. And if you need anything, I'm here, but I trust my kid's going to be fine. And, um, and, And try to find that line between being available and supportive but not being a takeover Tommy and right. trying to micromanage our kids' responsibilities. That um, Absolutely. doesn't do anyone any favors. We're talking about students and parents, but teachers, which you've been a teacher, and I have my daughter has a lot of friends who are brand new teachers starting this year. Anything for the teachers who are feeling butterflies and opening night jitters before they start the new school year, a brand new job with a brand new classroom, what are some tips for new teachers as they approach back to school 2023? Oh, such a great question. First of all, thank you, teachers, for what you do. You're the unsung heroes of our community. Oh, my gosh. So I would say that first and foremost. Second thing is there is so much teacher education that you don't get in teacher's college that will help you, that you've got to basically advocate for your own extra training outside of your degree. Mm-hmm. And if people want to reach out to me, there are all kinds of online programs for teachers because most of the stuff that gives burnout for teachers is dealing with classroom behaviors. And they mm. it's interesting. They teach you how to like make a curriculum and they teach you how to do your blackboards <laughs> and they teach you how to teach yes. geography, but they don't teach you what to do when there's a class clown taking you down and what to do when you're trying to take the kids to the gymnasium and one kid bolts out of the class and <laughs> That's the stuff that's going to make you hate your job. Yes. And there's all kinds of training for that, but you got to kind of do it on your own. And I've got lots of resources. I'm happy to connect with any teachers that are looking for that kind of support. I love that. And the best way for people to get in touch with you, connect with you on social media and on your website is? 
AllisonSchaefer.com. If you go to my website, it has all the icons for my social media. It's got my podcast. It's got my Ask Me. You know, it's that's kind of the one-stop clearinghouse for all the other ways to get a hold of me. So um, happy to connect with people. In just a few words, best back to school golden nugget of advice for everyone for 2023. School is primarily a place for us to have enriching relationships. And it's in that context that a byproduct is learning. So if you get along with your teacher, you get along with your friends, if you have a good, inclusive, encouraging, positive social environment, the learning will follow. So focus on relationships, 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 relationships. That comes first. I love that. What's bliss these days for Allison Schaefer? Oh my gosh. I think uh, being very excited about turning 60 and having the wisdom of, you know, to approach this next phase of life that, you know, wear more purple and don't care so much. I love it. (laughs) Allison, you are truly the best. I I know I'm not alone when I say this. We all think this about you. You're just wonderful. Judy, thank you. Always so great. Thank you so much for being here today. It's been so delightful having you here. Well, happy back to school for everybody, whatever age and stage you're at. Thank you so much. We'll be right back with more Finding Your Bliss when we come back after the short commercial break. Back in a moment. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by Create, Canada's leading fertility centre for over 25 years. Create is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. Create is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, Create is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. Create has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? Create Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about Create Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to our Back to School special with Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio. And I'm so excited to introduce you to a life coaching client of mine who I've known for many years. I think very highly of her, and I'm so proud to share how she found her bliss by combining all of her talents and spearheading an incredible campaign as VP, that's Vice President of Marketing, for an awesome new product called Smart Bottle, your reusable bottle for life. I actually have one right here. It's my fave. And guess what? A lucky listener today is going to win six of these bottles and all kinds of fabulous accessories in one of our best back-to-school giveaways ever. But before we meet Leslie, let me tell you a little bit more about this beautiful and accomplished young woman. Leslie studied theatre arts at the University of Victoria, where she graduated with distinction and earned her Bachelor of Fine Arts degree. She was then accepted to the prestigious radio and television arts program at Toronto Metropolitan University, furthering her education in the realm of media and broadcasting. Leslie began her professional career in radio, working as an on-air personality for 92.5 Jack FM and The Fan 590. She then found her niche in television, producing both live action and animated children's programs 
at DHX Media on shows like That's So Weird and The Latest Buzz. After her time in television, her entrepreneurial spirit led her to co-found KLP, a design-driven video production company specializing in producing original and branded content for global brands such as Sony, PlayStation, TD Bank, and the National Ballet of Canada. And that's just to name a few. There are some lots more. Leslie steered a wide range of productions from ideation through to launch across all media platforms. After several years of successfully leading her company, Leslie stepped back from the business to start her family and become a mom to her two sons. While on mat leave, Leslie further honed her skills by earning her real estate license, enhancing her professional versatility. As Leslie's mat leave concluded, she stepped into her most recent and most meaningful role to date as VP of Marketing for Smart Bottle, your reusable bottle for life. There she blends her extensive background in media production, marketing, and advertising with her passion for health, wellness, and eco-conscious living. With heartfelt dedication, Leslie's grateful to be spearheading the team that is introducing Smart Bottle to a global audience, empowering people to stay hydrated while helping the planet too, a mission she is wholeheartedly committed to. Leslie Gottlieb, so great to see you and welcome to Finding Your Bliss. Thank you. Thank you, Judy. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) That's your bio. You've done all of that. That's pretty cool. (laughs) Leslie, what I love about your story is that I really watched you blossom and develop in so many aspects of your career in the entertainment and media production industry, not to mention, and I want to share this with our audience, working as a producer, as a performer, comedian, body jam teacher, wife and mother. (laughs) And it's so gratifying to see how you've really culled all of your different talents and experiences together to find this perfect career bliss. And before we talk about your exciting venture with Smart Bottle, I'd love to share with our audience how your career journey led you to seek guidance from a life coach. And you chose me and I'm so grateful that you did. (laughs) And how life coaching really has helped you throughout the years navigate your career landscape. And as you've said, coaching helped you gain greater self-awareness and growth. How, in your own words, has coaching helped you throughout the years? Well, first of all, thank you. Thank you for having me on the show. I am so grateful as well to be here. This is really a milestone and it's really wonderful to be here. So thank you. Um, (laughs) And I think that as I made my way through my career journey, Along the way, you can't help but sort of ask questions. Am I on the right path? Am I doing the right thing? I want to pursue this, but will I ever get there? This feels right. This doesn't feel right. And there's just so much noise. And I think as you move through the different stages in your career, the different jobs, schooling, whatever it is, there's just a lot of noise around you. And it could be at times self-doubt or maybe there's some fear, you know, there's just a lot of feelings and thoughts that happen. And I think working with a coach and especially a coach like yourself really helps quiet that noise and get to the heart of what's going on. I think time and again, I would come to you and I might've had something that wasn't feeling totally right. I would share it with you and you would help me see that something might be just a fear but that that's all it is and that we just put it on the shelf 
and we appreciate that it's there. Mm-hmm. And then we say, see you later. And I will <laughs> never forget that shelf that you always told me about. <laughs> it was so uh, pivotal for me because I do think as we move through these different stages in our career and we have things that we're trying to achieve and, you know, obstacles and challenges and rewards all of the emotions that go along with that journey, it can be overwhelming. And I think working with you and having that touch point to share and hear the feedback from you to help distill, you know, what's going on. And then also, in addition, being able to be really authentic, be myself and tell you truly the things that I would want to achieve. And you would help me come up with a plan to get there. And when I would have doubts, you would help me break them down. What are those doubts? And why are you feeling that way? And what's the root of that? Okay, how can we break it down into smaller pieces so that we don't feel like it's this big, big thing you'd always (laughs) say to me, this big thing on your shoulders, you know? So I think working with a life coach, working with you, Judy, the (laughs) the life coach, it's just been instrumental in every checkpoint along the way to really help me stay focused, stay the course and, and believe in myself and believe in the things that I'm pursuing. Thank you for saying that's how I feel. (laughs) This, this makes me well up because this is the most important thing that I do is doing what I do with you. Like, yes, I love this show. It's great. But helping coach somebody like you is one of the greatest, mm-hmm. I think, privileges and joys. And I should also tell everyone, you are have been the best client because oh. <laughs> you do your homework. You get the word accountability more than anyone I know and anyone I've ever worked with. <laughs> that when I give you homework and say by midnight on next Wednesday, like a week from today, it happens. Sometimes by Tuesday. And <laughs> it's and it's perfect. And there's like an Excel spreadsheet or something yeah. very organized. So I I have to say, you know, right back at you. And it's been thrilling for me to watch you blossom. And I I really, you know, it's so funny because the whole time I'm looking at you now, I'm thinking about you wearing that suit with the black, you know, attache case and, and, you know, that, that Saturday night live look that was happening. And you still, you still have that. And it's just amazing. How would you say, Leslie, that coaching ultimately helped you and led you to step into your exciting role with Smart Bottle? You know, I think, The thing with coaching, and I sort of touched on it in the previous point, but I think what's been wonderful about it is that you're also working with someone who's known you from the beginning. Mm -hmm. And they've seen, at least in my case, we've been working together for so long. And, you know, we've been there from the beginning. So we've seen the growth, we've seen the twists and turns, we've seen the new tools put in the toolkit, and we've navigated through the years and the careers and the stages. And so, I think as I've moved towards, in my view, my most meaningful role to date, as far as my career goes, I've been able to share with you all the questions that I have around stepping into that. And you can look through the the files of the journey and say, well, Leslie, remember this? And you felt that, well, that was just this. And, you know, so I think life coaching, just to sort of answer that try to be a bit more succinct, I suppose, is that we have a history. We had a a beginning and we have where we're going. And as I step into this next role, I think that having this journey together and being able to kind of go back to you and touch on the things that I'm excited about that don't 100% feel right, that I'm nervous about, I'm excited about, all of those things are things that I can share with you. And then 
in turn, you can help me work through all the different feelings, the goals, the accountability, and be my best self as I step into this very important so role. So great. Well, I, I feel like you're already doing that. And I and I really want to talk now about this smart bottle, really this most meaningful role, leading smart bottle, which is a purpose-driven, eco-friendly brand and the latest innovation from Container Corporation of Canada, which is already a very trusted name in eco-friendly packaging for over 45 years in Canada. How did this all evolve, the smart bottle? Well, that's a great question. Um, So one thing I should also say is that this is also my family's business. This was founded by my father. He has been an entrepreneur who has inspired me. And I am so grateful to have learned so much from him. And it was a wonderful timing that along my career journey and then stepping back and going into becoming a mom and starting my family. And then as my kids have gotten a little bit older, stepping back into career and working made a lot of sense. And somehow the timing was just right that this latest innovation was ready. And my father and I spoke and he said, would you like to come on board and help lead this product and raise awareness and bring this product to a global audience? And so I said, absolutely. And so that's really how it came about. You know, it was the culmination of all my professional experience along with a personal connection and also having my own values align with the mission of Smart Bottle, the eco-friendly yes. mission of this product. It was just a perfect fit, It's so, I'm so grateful for. <laughs> it's, it's so true. And, and everything is timing. I always hear this from actors and musicians and authors all the time. And it's so interesting how the timing was such that you step back into your career. Now that your children are a little bit older, everything aligned with the timing of bringing Smart Bottle to market. And here we are today. So tell us a little bit more about this product, Smart Bottle, that you are the vice president of marketing. That's pretty (laughs) cool. You're bringing it to the world. You're bringing it out there. What makes it so unique and characterizes it from all the other water bottles out there? Yes. Perfect question. I mean, we already talked about it. This is Smart Bottle, your reusable bottle for life. So this should be the last bottle you'll ever own. It is meant to be reused and last you forever. On top of that, it's eco-friendly. So part of our mission or our mission is to reduce and eliminate the alarming amount of single-use bottles ending up in landfills and oceans and harming our planet. Mm -hmm. So by reusing and drinking from a reusable bottle, you're getting on board with that eco-conscious choice. Also on top of that, Smart Bottle has a very low carbon footprint. It's about 50 times less than a metal bottle. And isn't it also made out of a similar material as a baby bottle? And I love that. And how so? How is it similar to a baby bottle? Yeah, so that's the thing. It is made of the same safe material that we use to make baby bottles. It's BPA-free, FDA-approved, and it's made here in Canada, in Richmond Hill to be exact. So you can trust the exceptional quality that goes into making one of these. Also, it's super lightweight. (laughs) You know, unlike all the other bottles that are out there, metal bottles, glass bottles, they're very heavy. This is very lightweight. You can give it to your kids or you can take it with you. Take it on a walk, go to the gym, take it on your commute. It's very lightweight and people really appreciate that. Also, if you can see, it's crystal clear, which aesthetically is beautiful, but it also serves a practical use in that 
For example, with a metal bottle, you can't see what's going on inside there. Mm -hmm. So often there's mold growing and bacteria, whereas with ours, you can always see that you have a clean bottle. Our bottle is sterilizable. It's dishwasher safe. So you can always feel good that when you're drinking, you're drinking from the safest and cleanest bottle. There's another great thing about the bottle, which is that the shape is like a square shape, not round. Exactly. So yes, Smart Bottle is a revolutionary square shape design. So it does not roll. I like to say that Smart Bottle is my bottle BFF because it'll never leave me. If it falls, it'll never roll away. Yes. And it's also great for stacking. So because it's square, you can stack them. So it's definitely my bliss bottle. That's so I like great. To say that I love too. that. I love that. I also, just to go back a little bit to yes. how the whole journey is, because it's such a great example of, you know, as I've said, culling together all of your, you know, the best of Leslie, like you as a producer, you as so many things. And what I noticed as a mom is when you became part of a lot of really cool mom groups, you were posting on Instagram, these incredibly professional, creative and beautiful videos. And I realized at that moment that your experience as a producer for all those years helped you so much as a digital creator, which of course also works in your current role being VP of marketing for this smart bottle. And I really am so impressed by the content that you create because I think that's such a significant thing for people when they're trying to find their passion and their purpose is just to utilize all the different parts of them. Of course, the timing has to be right, as we've just mentioned. Yeah. I mean, that's something that I'm so grateful for because, you know, as you move through your career and then, and even in the moment, you don't really understand sometimes like, why am I doing this? Or why am I learning these things right now? And so I'm very grateful for that. I'm grateful for the journey. And I just am very grateful to be able to sort of take all of that and now apply it into this. I think also values are a huge part of this. And I know a huge value for you is family. It always has been since I first knew you. So can you just talk about the aspect of the fact that this is a family business and what it means to be working with your father in this company that he really built from the ground up? What is it like? How would you describe it? Right. So yes, you're right. It's been really interesting because ever since I was a little girl, I remember I I vividly have this memory of being a little kid and they said, okay, come to school and everybody has to say what their dad does professionally. And I remember when I was so young, my dad saying like, I said, dad, what do you do? And he said, I'm an entrepreneur. (laughs) And I remember as a little kid trying to like, remember where on, and I said it all, you know, and ever since I was like, literally maybe six years old, that was something that I had a deep connection to. And then watching my father build his business and, you know, do the things that he has, has been so eye-opening and I'm so grateful to have learned all of the things, but from the sidelines, you know, like that's where I was seeing everything, even with Smart Bottle from the beginning, you know, I was always part of it, but again, from the sidelines. So now what's so special and rewarding is the fact that I've gotten the opportunity to step into this role and work directly with my father and learn from him firsthand, which I feel just so grateful to be at this age and stage and have this sort of newfound professional dynamic to our relationship at this point in my life. So it's been hugely rewarding. I mean, I will say like every, (laughs) every work dynamic is unique and you're always going, there's always going to be a period of adjustment and some navigation that you're doing, which I am. But I can really only say that I'm so grateful for the ability to 
learned from my father and really taken all the lessons that he's been teaching me and apply them to the road ahead. It's so awesome. And and you have like a personal sense of pride, right? Because it's it's not just like an employee. And you got very emotional the other day when you were telling me about the sanctuary that your father built and how walking through it, just you have a whole new perspective now that you're part of the company. Can you tell us about that? Yes. So on the grounds where my father's businesses are, he built a 14 acre nature sanctuary. So it's surrounded by trees and there are animals like wildlife there and there's a gorgeous pond and, and it's beautiful. And it's, he created that for all the staff to be able to go there. And there's a path that you can walk on and it's for the staff and staff from neighboring locations, as well as anyone really that wants to enjoy that, you know, sort of serene moment. And I recall, you know, taking some time and going and walking through there and just listening to the wind in the trees and just looking around me and I just was in such awe and I just had so much gratitude for that moment just to see that I'm able to be there and and just I don't know it's just one of those things where I can't really even believe that he created all of this so um it was really special what what a testament not to mention how all of this is going to positively impact the environment. I want to say also courtesy and thanks to Smart Bottle. We're actually doing a phenomenal giveaway for this special back to school special of Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio. But before I tell you all about the exciting back to school giveaway we have courtesy of Smart Bottle, we have to take a short commercial break. We'll be right back with more details about this great giveaway for the whole family. Back in a moment. Finding Your Bliss is brought to you by CREATE, Canada's leading fertility centre for over 25 years. CREATE is here for anyone struggling with infertility or in need of assisted reproductive technology to have children. CREATE is about cutting-edge science from highly skilled doctors. In unprecedented times like these, CREATE is about ensuring the safety of all patients and staff. CREATE has made important changes to protect you by ensuring social distancing, wearing masks, as well as screening before entering. So what about the bundle of joy that you've been hoping would come into your family? CREATE Fertility Center is here for you. Visit createivf.com to keep up with the latest changes and learn about CREATE Fertility Center's comprehensive care for every fertility journey. Keep safe and healthy during these challenging days, remembering that life is about moments that we create together. We are back and this is Finding Your Bliss on Zoomer Radio, AM 740, FM 96.7. And I'm so excited to share with you a back-to-school giveaway courtesy of Smart Bottle. What we're doing is offering this beautiful six-pack, so six bottles. And, and I'm looking at all the colors here. There is a gorgeous yellow bottle with a yellow cap and a purple bottle and a pink bottle in all shapes and sizes. And in addition to that, there's even... A cap. So here is a little red cap that you can actually transfer. So for Canada Day or Valentine's Day, and there's a matching red carrying ring. And it comes with all these, look at this Barbie pink carrying ring. They're so beautiful. (laughs) It also comes with a bunch of accessories that Leslie's going to tell you about, and even a water filter 
which is so great. And what I love about this giveaway, guys, for back to school is that it's for the whole family. It's for kids in elementary school, kids going to high school, university, and on and on. And even kids getting their first college apartment. It's for everyone in the family. They can have their own bottle. So what a fabulous back to school thing. We're going to tell you more about it at the end of the show in Bliss News. But Leslie's just going to give you a quick recap of what this fabulous giveaway courtesy of Smart Bottle entails. Yes. So, I mean, Judy, you covered it pretty well, but we're doing the six pack family pack. So it comes in three different sizes. So you get the 750 mil, the 500 mil and the 250 mil, which is great. So everybody in the family can have the size that works best for them. Also, all the bottles have mix and match colored caps and carry rings. So as you just pointed out, you could have a day where, you know, you want to use the red cap with the, you know, the blue carry ring. So you can really have fun with that. Match it to your outfit, match it to your mood, match it to your occasion. Yes. On top of that, we're giving you the smart bottle water filter. So that's really wonderful. And then last but not least, we're also adding the insulators and the insulator will help keep cold drinks colder for longer. And then if you have a hot drink, because Smart Bottle is microwave safe, dishwasher safe, freezer safe, so it can withstand very high temperature. So you can put hot hot liquid in here and then with the insulator on it, it'll keep your hot drink hotter for longer. That's so awesome. And there's also a little water filter. So great for a kid getting a college, you know, their first apartment, attach it to the sink. Great feature for someone moving into their own university apartment. Great for someone wanting to try a water filter for the first time. Really cool. Mm -hmm. Also included in this phenomenal giveaway, which I think is valued at over $100. And we'll tell you more about that at the end of the show. So before (laughs) we go, (laughs) I'm going to ask you, Leslie, what we ask all of our guests at the end of the program. I know you've heard this by before. (laughs) What is bliss these days for Leslie Gottlieb? Yes. So that's a really, really great question. And I think the way I would define what bliss is, is when you're finally doing what you believe inside in that quiet moment, you're finally doing what you're meant to do. So when you have that quiet moment to yourself and you let your face settle and you kind of land on a content moment and a content face because all the things that you've ever thought you could do or that you want to do and that you should do, all those things have finally come together and you're being your most authentic self, your most natural self, and you're just doing what you were meant to do. And it's there's no push-pull. It's not frustrating. You're just doing it and enjoying it and feeling great and feeling connected to it. So that's so to great. me what bliss would be. I love that. When you go to work all dressed up <laughs> with your gorgeous lipstick and your hair <laughs> and your whole vibe <laughs> happening, how do you feel just being like in that environment, not just, you know, at home and not just sort of doing all the freelance things, but really being part of the company and going to work with your attache case or your briefcase <laughs> or whatever. Not always, it's not always that I have to say, like there's some days that, you know, are a bit more casual and there are other days where, you know, there's a bit more getting dressed up, but you know, I feel excited and grateful, but it's not, you know, and some days I don't, you know, I, I have a doubt or I have a moment, you know, we all have that. But I think at the end of the day, when I, like I just said, like when I settle down and I just have a moment to myself, I feel like this is the right path. I think feel very connected to this path and I feel very connected to the mission of the brand and the product. So things are lining up, they're aligned. And that to me is bliss. 
That's so I have to acknowledge you for all of your hard work. And I have to also acknowledge you for always being eager and wanting to be your best self and wanting to not rest on your laurels and to keep trying and moving and growing and, and really blossoming, as I said, off the top. So I really acknowledge you for, for you. it. And it's so delightful to watch you in this, in this role. And I'm so happy for you and I'm happy for your family. They get to be with you. They're Thank very you. lucky to have you. You're lucky to have them, Thank but they're you. also yeah, lucky to have me. you. What is the best way for people to connect and join the community of Smart Bottle and connect with Smart Bottle on social media? Yes. Okay. So please join our community. We'd love to have you. Please give us a follow, a like, all the things at smartbottle.ca. And that's on Instagram. That's on Facebook. That's on TikTok at smartbottle.ca. LinkedIn, you can find us on all those platforms and please join the community. And, you know, if you want to get your own smart bottle, you can go to our website at www.smartbottle.ca. Awesome. I'm so proud of you, Leslie. Am I allowed to say that? I never say that to a guest. I just say thank you, but I am so proud of you. And and I want to thank you so much for being on the show today. It really was delightful to have you. It was different somehow because it's like, I know you. So yeah. you're like a guest, but you're also someone that's very special to me. So thank, thank you, you so Jimmy. much for being thank here today. You. It was great. Thank, thank you. you. In Bliss News, we're so excited to tell you about how you can enter our phenomenal giveaway, courtesy of Smart Bottle. To enter, all you have to do is follow at the Bliss Minute and at smartbottle.ca underscore on Instagram. Take a look at our giveaway posts and follow the instructions from there. The fabulous giveaway is live now and open to residents in Canada and the United States. Be sure to enter now before this great giveaway closes on Tuesday, August 22nd at 6 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Good luck, everyone. I would like to thank our wonderful guests, Allison Schaefer and Leslie Gottlieb from Smart Bottle for being on the show today. Also, thank you to Mag Ruffman, Siobhan Kylie, producer Olivia Weatherall, audio engineer Juliana Yanitsiello, senior editor Lauren Kaminsky, video editor Sierra Brown-Rodriguez, audio producer Faz Kazi, and everyone here at Zoomer. And of course, a big thank you to our sponsor, the Create Fertility Center. For everyone here, I'm Judy Lee Brack, reminding you all to drink water and take one step closer to finding your bliss. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.